This is deep dish, right? Yeah, well, let's get deep. So, so I'm, I'm going deep on both sides. Miss Brooks, welcome to the platform. How you doing? I made it to deep dish. You made it. I made it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on red carpet. <laughs> but I made it to deep dish. I'm very excited. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Thank I'm, you, Brad. I'm having. glad that we can get straight into it. Yes. Um, it's mayoral candidate season. Who would have thunk? Yeah. I'm excited. You're excited? Yes. Well, um, let's get straight into it then. All um, right. Why, why are you running for mayor? I tell people all the time, you can Texas my Tennessee and you can Tennessee my Texas. This road for Natisha Armas Brooks led me from Gilmer, Texas, Upshur County. And when I came in 1989 and I saw that sign, Metro, Davidson County, Nashville, home of the Grand Ole Opry. Mm -hmm. I just got these chill bumps mm -hmm. and I said, who knows anything about Nashville? What is Nashville? Mm -hmm. But it's something about that sign that when I came, I said, I'm home. Yeah. And that was in 1989. And that was when there was nothing in Cool Springs. There was no Cool Springs Mall. Right. Uh, there was a Sloan Farm. So if you know anything about who, where it all started, there was a Sloan Farm. And then uh, family, I came in by family. I just said, oh my gosh, this feels like Texas yeah. and it feels like home. So Nashville since then has always been home to me a long time. And I came by from Prairie View A&M University. Prairie View produces productive people, mm -hmm. proud HBCU graduate. Then you come in and you see Fisk and you see TSU and you just say, I know all of this was here in Nashville. My Harry. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. wow. Mm -hmm. And then here's my son being one of the first children born in Centennial Hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay? They made a maternity ward in Centennial Hospital. And now, it's all, it's all my son knows. Yeah. Nashville. Mm -hmm. Nashville and the Titans. Yeah. Nashville. So, it's just home. Mm -hmm. So, that's, I mean... Nashville is just what we call the it city. Yeah. But I'm running for mayor because I want to remain at the it city and not become the pit city. Okay. So we don't keep the we don't keep from the pit, but we're gonna keep it the it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that it. All uh, right. We're gonna get into that it. Yes. We're gonna get into that. Um, I was doing my research on you. Yeah. And it said you were self-described as a Christian conservative constitutionalist. Yes. What does that mean? Break that down to mm -hmm. us. Okay. Yeah. Can you? Unpack that for us. I call it the three C's. Okay. So, one, my faith is very strong. Okay. Um, I believe that all roles leads to God. What Now, what your God is, I respect that. I have Hindu friends, Bhutanese friends, Muslim friends, Baha'i friends. I just want everyone, because that's the number one question that people ask you for some reason in Nashville, and I don't know if it's because it's the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. So they say, well, what what are you? And I said, okay, I'm a Christian. Now, I, whether that matters or not, your faith defines you, my faith defines me. So I want everybody to know that I am described as a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, constitutionalist, I believe in your rights, whether you're on the Democrat side, independent side, Republican side, uh, I believe whatever that Constitution says, uh, that's what we go by. Now, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that Constitution because sometimes 
that's why we have a Congress. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a legislature. Mm -hmm. There's some things that need to be amended. Some things that I'm hearing from all sides that might need to be changed because we're in 2023, mm -hmm. not when the Constitution was drafted. Right. Um, and then Christian constitutionalist conservative. I'm about the money. One of my favorite movies, Jerry Maguire, Show Me the Money. Okay. And so when I started my business, my homeschool academy business, and I used to cater back in the day, I didn't quite understand money until you start your own business. Right. And I started looking at taxes. And since I'm not that good with money, I'm good at everything else. But when it starts tax season, which is here, mm -hmm. I'm starting to think which is better for small businesses. And so conservative leans better towards me for small businesses. Okay. Right? So I, and especially today where Nashville, mm -hmm. Mead City, is comprised more daily of minority communities and businesses, we want to make sure that everyone is able to survive, no matter what happens, COVID, don't care. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that you survive. And so fiscally being responsible, uh, and not just for business survivals, mm -hmm. but on the conservative side in education, we need to start teaching children. I want to work with Metro Davidson County Public Schools. Let's get civics back in the school. Let's get home economics back, people writing checks. I notice in the minority community, we really don't know how to balance a checkbook. We really don't understand money. Okay. And I don't want people to wait until they're um, 38 years old. I was 38 years old mm -hmm. until I really understood money. Okay. That word conservative. Yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Because being in Nashville, right, it's been, we have, we're a more liberal, progressive Absolutely. city, right? And so you're coming in from this conservative label, uh, but that doesn't always mean that just because you're a conservative or liberal that you adopt everything from this side or everything from that side, right? So can you unpack that? Because I don't want people to say, oh, okay, Miss Brooks is a conservative. That means she believes or that she's on all of these conservative kind of talking points, right? Right. Um, so I have I, two. My favorite number is two. So unpack that. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> number is two. I have two talking points. Limited government. Okay. I want you to survive. I want okay. your business. I don't want the government in your business. Okay. That's, that's, that's number one. Okay. And number two, fiscal responsibility. Okay. Let's take, let's take a look at Nashville. Let's just get right into it. We have all these projects going up around us. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that people are able with their money that they're making, able to survive and live in Nashville. And guess what? If the government is going to be involved, that is your duty. That's our duty is to make sure it's not just fiscal responsibility with the government and the budget of the government, but we're being fair and balanced that those that want to live on Broadway, those that want to live. I heard someone tell me I live on Music City Row. Mm. How many can live on Music City Row right now? Yeah, not, not, no, too not, not too many. Right. So I want to make sure that that's what I mean. So I don't want to be labeled towards all. Oh, She's labeled with this person. She's labeled with that person. 
Natisha is labeled with these two words, limited government and fiscal responsibility. All of the, so let's get right into it, Natisha, abortion, this, that, that doesn't send a nickel to my mailbox and it doesn't send a nickel to yours. Okay. Just show me the money. Okay. Um, if you win this mayoral campaign, uh, you'll be the first black woman to hold the national mayoral seat. What does that mean? How does that, how does that, does that mean anything to you? How does that impact um, that presence of your blackness in that seat and just your womanness as well? I don't want to be seen as the first black or the first female okay. or the first this. I want to be seen as the first to make sure that everyone that wants and desires to be in Nashville okay. can stay in Nashville. Okay. I don't want our police officers. I want to be the first to let Chief Drake know that his police officers can live in Nashville and not have to move to Wilson County. And nothing against Wilson County. Mm -hmm. Love Mayor Hutto out there. But nothing against them. Nothing against Rutherford County. But if you work in Davidson County, I want to be the first to be able to say, you're able to live in Davidson County. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, to be the first to say, you're able to start a business in Davidson, Nashville County. Okay. I want to be the first for you to be able to say, you know what? You're Hindu, you're Muslim, you're black, you're Christian, you're Jew. Together we can stand strong. Together that's what happens. So I don't want the vote because I'm a black woman okay. or I'm a female. Okay. I want the vote because all roads lead to mental health. And if mental health, if we can get around this first and focus on the mental health mm -hmm. of Davidson and Nashville community, mm -hmm. then guess what? We're building now. I'm not against growth. Right. What I'm against is who can live in the growth. We in the South. We in the South. Color matters. Color matters. Blackness matters. Um, and it's a little different because our experience in this country is a little different. And that's why I had to ask you about your blackness because I, I, it had to shape you. From Texas to Tennessee, it had to shape your experience living in Texas and Tennessee in the United States. Right. And so there's other black little girls specifically who may be looking up to you. Right. right? right. And I know that representation has to has to do something for them. And that's why I had to ask you that question and, and, and see what that means to you. Because you was once a little girl, black little girl, right? Right. And you probably didn't always see yourself in things maybe you wanted to do or inspired to do. Uh, from Texas to Tennessee, because as a black man, I know I didn't see so many black men doing particular things. Never seen a black male mayor right. in, in Nashville. So right. that's that's why I had to ask you. We had we got to talk about it. We had to talk about it. And, 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 and here's the point I want to make. I hear the conversation when, so let me talk from the conservative side. Okay. When conservatives, and I'm trying to educate conservatives on this. Okay. When conservatives say, I don't see color. I think you're saying one thing, but it's coming across another. Here's the reality. I am of color. Mm -hmm. I'm Native American. I'm African American. And I'm proud to be that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was at and was honored with an invitation yesterday at the Holy Trinity Ethiopian Orthodox Church. And it is on our social media, Facebook. Uh, so you can look at it. And I said, I'm running for mayor. So that one day someone like you mm -hmm. 
could and someone like you and that looks like me, I want you to understand you can do this too. Okay. So I'm not one of these that downplay my color. I know who I am, a member of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. I know my roots and right. I know them very well, my history. Um, however, those that are coming behind us, if I am chosen, if God chooses me to lead in this position, there's a reason for that. And I believe everything is God ordained. That's, and that's my faith. So as far as the first African female of Nashville, what does that represent? Mm -hmm. I believe it represents all colors. I think just because your skin pigment is white or pale or yellow, mm -hmm. I think Natisha for Nashville, Nashville mayor, I believe it will represent all of us. Okay. We're going we're gonna to get into the equity and inclusion because I think that's what, you, what, you, that's what you're hitting on. That's what you're hitting on. Yeah, that's what you're hitting on. That's what you're hitting on. Um, yes. Let's go into some of the challenges that's, that's facing the city. And I want to kind of get your most kind of pressing challenges that you feel that Nashville is facing currently, right yeah. now, today. What, what are those top, like, three, four, five, six, ten? How many How many there may be? What, what, what is that for you? What, what are the biggest challenges that we're facing in our city right now? All roads lead to mental health. Okay. Mm. We'll say it again. Okay. All roads lead to mental health. Okay. We have names that are on the ballot, but the first name that should be on the ballot is mental health. Okay. That's not a Republican issue, Democrat, liberal. There's a stigma in our African-American people of color community. We don't talk about mental health. Mental illness has no color, or no name. Okay. So the number one priority as Nashville mayor, if you want to get a lot, be a life coach, go online, get your little license. I think it's 30 hours or whatever. Some people don't have time to make it to the 911 call. Some people don't have time. I have mothers telling me they're by their children's bedside, making sure they don't cut themselves. Mm -hmm. These are black, white, doesn't right. matter. If you're a life coach out there, you want to get your license, nonprofit organizations should not be empty. My first priority is Nashville mayor. Mm -hmm. I've heard it from Chief Drake. Mm -hmm. I've heard it from Sheriff Dare Hall. Mm -hmm. I have heard it from many uh, across, because I ran for the 5th Congressional District. Right. And I was a candidate. And the very first thing they all say, Natisha, my beds are not made for mental health patients. Okay, let's talk about this then. Policing. What role should police play in the mental health? Absolutely. What, so. what, what role? Because you have some people believe they shouldn't be involved at all because when you have a mental health case and we have when you're seen, it's kind of hard. When police show up, the escalation, it, it's, it's, it's escalated. When you see them lights in blue, it's like because of I mental health, think. right? Because of a lot right. of trauma that people face, right. it's, it's Mental health, when police show up, it's like, oh, man, I'm panicking. They might even cause even more triggers in the I panic. Right? Exactly. See the mice behind? Right. Yeah. Just, just passed on trauma. Right. right? You might not even did anything. Exactly. And so you have some people that have this notion that police should have limited kind of access or role in the mental health kind of com compartment. What is your thoughts on that? Because I I I know you're for funding more police, right? Yes. Uh, to reduce 
uh, call times and things like that. Yeah. And I think this is a big talking point, especially for voters, yeah. because a lot of people are split. A lot of people are in the middle. A lot of people don't know what we should do with police because of things that have just recently happened um, nationally, right? Right. Uh, and here, just in our own city. So in our state. So, yeah, in our state. So what is what what is that mental health and police, and then just our whole criminal legal system and everything? Unpack that a little bit on those talking points in your position on that. All right. Now I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. So, no, we got time. Oh, we got okay, time. Okay. Yeah, we got time. Bring the question back. Yeah, it's deep dish. We got plenty of yeah, time. Okay, Look, deep dish. You want to? <laughs> yeah. Nah. It's not no form. This ain't no one or two minutes. Nah. This it's all on you. Yeah. Nah. This is all you. Unpack it all. So on. The police, mm -hmm. I know I'm about to bring a future topic in that you're going to ask. If we have $760 million to give to the Tiger Stadium, okay. I, my mother used to always say, if you have two children, you give one $10, you got to give the other $10. I'm, more, I'm for more funding so that when you have a police patrol car, maybe a police officer, and then maybe somebody that's licensed, mm -hmm. Okay, licensed in the area of mental health to ride with them. Uh, we don't need just one because I'm hearing this. Ms. Brooks, well, now we're sending people out with the police. And then when I get the report, one, no, it may take more than one. Mm -hmm. So not just to, just to fund the police, but to fund the department so that they can have the capabilities to do what they can do to escalate. Okay. Two, I remember the day when I was growing up. Everybody knew who their police officer was. That's why I said police officers need to be able to live in their own city. So let's take Antioch for one. The, we want police officers to live in the area, drive the area. I remember going outside my door and the police officer waving. And if I wasn't at that school bus stop at a certain, okay, now where is she? What's, okay, Miss So-and-so just making sure everything. Those were the days. And that's when they had to use a payphone. All right. You, you, you know, we need to get back to that. Not, and this is what I'm saying, not a Wilson County sheriff's car driving from Davidson County to go work in Wilson County or Davidson County driving to come work in. You are not invested in the area that you are patrolling. All right. Okay. Or, and I say safety and security. We want our members of the community, the Bordeaux, Englewood, doesn't matter, Sylvan Park, they need to know who their officers are. If that means give them a rent deduction, yes, I said that. I said that just like they go into the donut shop and get free donuts. If, if it takes us working out a partnership, landlords, I hope you're listening, working out a partnership where officers can live within the community right mm -hmm. to service their community we can dis we can de-escalate a lot of this the officer can say you know what oh that's mr so-and-so i know that he's a little bit on the dementia side mm -hmm. he lives at so-and-so so-and-so street they need to know their area so i want to work with chief drake sheriff hall to see hey do officers really know their area mm -hmm. okay because you if you live in the area know your area, you're better at having the conversation with the citizens of that area. Right. Yes. Is, has policing currently, has it worked? Is the model, has it worked? In my opinion, this is what I want to have a, uh, I've talked with Chief Drake before and Sheriff Hall, but we've had limit, limited time. Mm -hmm. The model that I'm seeing right now, and I, I'm not a professional, 
right. uh, on this. So I'm just going off what I've seen, articles that I'm reading. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's working universally. I talked to a veteran uh, in um, another county here in Tennessee when I was on the U.S. Senate race. Seems like ages ago, but it was actually 2020. Uh, a veteran told me it's very simple, Ms. Brooks. He said that when you sign up for the Army, it's pretty universal of the training. Mm -hmm. When you sign up for the Navy, it's pretty universal for the training. Mm -hmm. And I said, wait a minute, let me make sure I'm hearing this straight. Should the training of officers, should that be universal? The outline of even how to give out tickets. Are we saying that across the state line, across the uh, United States? He said, yes, because when I joined the Army, I'm just not in the Army for this city. I'm in the Army for the United States. So not going to directly answer it. I'm still studying what that model looks like, but I like it. I like it because I don't like the idea that this city, and it just, I'm sorry, it just comes to mind, Memphis may have a different set of rules than what Nashville has, or Nashville may have a different set of rules than what Cincinnati has. I think we need to look at the whole pie, cut it up, okay, and possibly start all over. And like I said, I'm not a professional on it. I just right. want to, I need to talk to somebody before I give a definite answer on that. I think a lot of a lot of people probably would agree with you with the starting over part. <laughs> because <laughs> we gotta do something. Because if you look just looking at statistically, right, um more people are still going to prison or being jailed. Uh those are the majority black and poor folks still uh being jailed and um or can't get bail or can't afford bail or those type of things. And so that's why I think it's crucial for whoever the next mayor may be to kind of have a vision on kind of what that policing looks like or what new things or opportunities are there to try that we haven't tried yet around policing. Because we don't know if something doesn't work unless we tried it. And it seems like to me what you're talking about as far as that police in your community is community policing, right? Yeah. That type of model of where you kind of know who that officer is, yeah. um, they know who you are. Yes. Um, it's not a patrolling type of thing. It's like, hey, I live here. I'm here to to help. Um, and we're in communication. We're in community together. So therefore, if I see something as a resident, I can say, hey, like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is the best route to go. You know, with this particular thing, or hey, I seen you did this. Can we talk about it a, a little more, a little differently? Can we have this town hall in the community right. type of thing? Right. Um, and I know that's easier said than done because the history with certain groups and communities uh, just tend to just have, you know, for rightfully so, um, a contentious relationship right. with police. Right. Um, and I don't I don't I don't know how we get around that without trying things that we probably hadn't tried before. Uh, so I see things as opportunities right? Um, or whatnot. And I like how you said funding things. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It has to be a line, I feel, as far as we're pol as far as we're police, because they can only do so much. Right. 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 Um, I think funding other things, funding mental health, funding uh housing funding all these things yeah. that 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 lead or can lead or subjugaries of like why people may 
you know, commit crimes because they don't have this or don't have that. Right. Uh, I think that that will lead to the need to have more officers or had to put more money in a policing budget when we can fund these other things. I just don't want to wait 45 <laughs> minutes. I was yeah. in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait 45 minutes for an officer, right? Yeah, well, now you got to use the hub thing. I know you yeah. know, now it's not even like they... It's like, yeah, don't call up this, this do yeah. the hub, especially if it's a simple fender bender, yeah. use the hub, and that's, yeah, don't even wait. No. You mentioned the Antioch area, like the southeast area, yeah. which is, I think, is the highest, um, uh, busiest pol- policing area where they need the most officers. Absolutely. So I, that's yeah. where I had my accident. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't get the officer for a couple of hours. I know, so, yeah, so. and guess what? I was right there by the tow company, and I was like, can somebody push my car yeah. right in here? So, yes. Um, I wanna I wanna pivot into something else that is kind of around mental health. Um, well, can they can be a re, can 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 be a result of having mental health, which is that affordable housing, right? We talked about this a little bit uh, before we got started. As far as like seeing a lot of the people experiencing homelessness and the unhoused, right? Um, what are your thoughts on the affordability of living in Nashville? Do we want the it city? If you do, NatishaForNashville.com. Or we're going to the pit city. Listen, this is a conversation that I'm having with the conservative community. I actually got hit with a text message on a conservative radio uh, show. The guy says, that sounds liberal to me when you start talking about affordable housing. It's not liberal, sir. It's humanitarian. Mm. We're working with that. Okay. Uh, on, on my Because I, I said I'm a conservative. I'm a conservative with empathy. I have a heart. Mm. Homelessness is not Republican. It's not Democrat. There's no color. Right. Homelessness is where we are, and we cannot be the it city when I am passing by on Thompson Lane or Edmondson Pike and see Edmondson Pike. Edmondson Pike. I'm passing by Edmondson Pike, and I see all, I mean, it's just, a community of homelessness. And I'm told this, I'm gonna validate it because I know people don't want their faces on TV or they want no more conversation, but I'm getting information that business people are living in their cars. What's that? Or they're renting couches. What's that? So humanitarian, where are, so I'm doing something a little bit different on uh, within the next two weeks on my uh, podcast, and I have a, a YouTube channel. Those of you that have affordable housing, and when we say affordable housing, I think a lot of conservatives think uh, projects. No, we're just talking about paying the rent, man. Yeah. Okay. Can you give me the name of the complex that has three bedrooms that's $1,500 a month? Shoot a text to me. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we'd say, call me, collect. Right. Where, where are they? What is this? What is this comparison of? Oh, I live in the 024 or the 064 or all this and all my, what the higher. Nobody asks for higher taxes. Nobody asks for higher rent. And guess what? There are a lot of people that are in the sixth uh, income bracket. You know, bracket income. They can't afford where they live. Yeah. They're one paycheck. And and teachers. When I hear that teachers. Are living in cars, mm-hmm. taking their kids in to get shot. That's a problem. Yeah. So how do we address that? How do you come back? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't. How how do we address that? We address it by as the mayor of Nashville, and I want to say mother of Nashville. 
I want those calls coming into the office. Ms. Brooks, we got rent for so-and-so. Let's start outlining the people that are doing good. It's just like the news. You wake up on the news. I'm looking for the news station that I don't see bad news first thing in the morning. I want to see something of good. Right. Tell me where, do, oh, it's your place? Yes, Ms. Brooks. Now, we, we don't have any vacancy mm -hmm. or we don't have any places up. But when we do, will you please list our place on the Nashville Gov or your personal page? Let's go ahead and put out there who has reasonable rent. Right. Let's start uplifting the business and property owners that are trying to do right, right. within our Nashville community. How, how do do you have any plans or how do we how do we fund that affordable house? Because you said everything goes back to the money. How do how do we fund that? How do we how do we because there's only so much money in the Barnes Fund, right? How do so right. how, how much how how do we get more money in something like the Barnes Fund? We have to have a relationship with the state. We have to have a relationship with the legislature. Mm -hmm. You have to elect a mayor that's going to work with the state legislature. And so... And so, working with the state legislature, we fight for those funds. We fight for those extras that Nashville needs. Okay. Okay. And... With that being said, I have to bring this up, and I, I, it might lead into another question. We talk about funding. Mm -hmm. We had a council, and I know this question is coming up. We have a 40-member council. It's now coming down. My understanding is a 20-member council, but right. it's, in, it's going to litigation. Um, show me the money. I don't care if it's an RNC convention you ask me where the money is coming for for the affordable housing, I don't care if it's the DNC convention, the Green Convention, Independent Convention, African Methodist Episcopal Convention, Episcopal. We don't turn down money. We need those funds. Okay. Okay. So when you turn, that's your job as mayor. Bring businesses, bring money to the city. I believe that was the worst mistake. I believe it was a political and partisan mistake. But it was the worst mistake when we turned down the RNC convention. We shut down the city for COVID. So many businesses shut down. Barbers, the beauticians. I mean, that was a way, okay? You don't have to agree with Natisha's, all of her principles, but agree with me with the money. As mayor, I'm not turned down no Democrat convention. Republicans, y'all need to get that. Just go ahead and get that straight. I'm not turning down money. We lost not millions after I looked at everything tallied up. We lost almost a billion that mm. could have been made in revenue mm. that could have been put in some affordable house, put into our budget. Right. We can never do that again. Don't look at don't look at the R, the D, look at the M, the G, the green. Right. Okay? That's what we could have done. Then somebody said safety and security. We didn't bring it because of safety and security. You're saying Chief Drake didn't have a cap on that? Of course he did. Okay, the two S's, the safety and security. You want affordable housing. We need a budget. You bring every company. It's the, everybody wants to come here. Every, what is it, the Bachelorette, City of... Nash Vegas and all of that. Nash Vegas, all of that. We don't, turn, we don't turn that down. How does having a 20-member council versus a 40-member council affect the job of the next mayor, potentially? Okay. So, you know, I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. When I was the dean of Gotha Middle School for Math and Science, I'd walk the hallways and I'd stop 
at math teachers, because I love math, and I hear complaints of parents saying, all my kids have 50 problems for homework. We're staying up for two and three hours. I would tell my math teachers, what kids can't get done in 20 questions, if they don't get it in 20, they're not gonna get it in 50, believe me. The more questions you add to homework, doesn't mean they're actually going to get the concept in the benchmark. So you're for the 20 over the 40? I am now, currently. Okay. okay. Uh, currently. And it's part, and I will admit, not the R, not the D, mm -hmm. the G. Mm -hmm. It was the worst mistake that every council member that voted against the 2024 convention, that was the worst mistake you could have made. I needed you to bring the money so that you don't go up on our property property taxes. I'm here as your mayor to cut property taxes. Okay. The same way you increased it from 14 to 34 is the same way we're going to cut it right back down. When you bring the conventions in, there's no reason to go up on Mother Lee, who's been sitting there over there in Bordeaux for 40, 50 years. There's no reason for her taxes to go up from 500 to 1500 Okay? So... Well, does that cost? Somebody said, Natisha, be careful because that can cost you some votes. I'm for Nashville. Okay. I'm not here to tell you the right answer or the wrong answer or what might make you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So let's move past that. Let's get on to the lines, the drawing of the lines. Mm -hmm. So we cut the Nashville. You need someone that's going to work with the legislature because I have a word for the legislature and I have a word for uh, the ones that are going to do the lines. I ran for the 5th Congressional District. All right. We have, three, we have three representatives that none live in Nashville. Right. That is not working. That does not work. Right. When the lines are done, everybody... Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, needs to show up at those meetings because it has to be representation. We, I've talked to black and white community. Oh, you didn't know there's about, what, 50,000 Egyptians here? Mm -hmm. You didn't know that we have a Bhutanese community here? Mm -hmm. You didn't know that we have an Indian community here, right? right? You didn't know, where, where were you? Right. Oh, you're, you're over here in a box living in this zip code, not understanding that there is the Latino community. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that when those lines are drawn, that they are drawn to represent that each council member, mm -hmm. that there's a representation of the community. So what does that mean? That means I don't want to see 20 black council members. I don't want to see 20 white council members. I don't want to see 20 Latino council members. There needs to be a represent, and so don't, I tell people all the time, I'm not dumb, I just look like this. I need represent, when you draw those lines, and you know how to draw those lines, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. You know how to draw the lines where there's rep, so when there's a race, let's just, let's just talk smart here. When there is a race, there's representation of whatever is in that area. Right. Not carve and cut the... should be, anyway. Yeah, it should be. And not carve and cut the lines mm -hmm. where, okay, only these people can run... Oh, the person that is this color is going to 
Well, this is where justification comes comes in. Come on. And it gets tricky. It's very tricky. Because you can easily have um, a white council person in a predominantly or historically predominantly black area due to justification. That is vice correct. versa, right? That is correct. Um, and I don't know how we get around that. I don't know if, if lines can 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 uh combat gentrification. They because, did it for the fifth district. <laughs> so and so I think that's is that is where I think it's gonna get tricky for a lot of communities because, you know, Nashville is growing. Right? The demographic is changing communities. So who who's in the meeting? That, that's the next right. uh, yeah. hashtag that who's in the meeting right. when the lines are drawn it should not be just this one makeup mm-hmm. of one have everybody in the meeting right okay and if it takes you two three four five times mm-hmm. to get it right then get it right now mm-hmm. what happens so the, here's the next question what happens if it goes to the state legislature well we definitely not Davidson County definitely not going to get what's probably best for Davidson County and we see that in the 5th district well, in in and I know you 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 spoke on as far as needing a mayor that can have a relationship with the state legislator. Um, what does that look like? <laughs> what does that mean at this particular point? Because things are hot, right? So when, I, are... so when I was growing up, when people wanted something done, they called me pushy. Okay. I'm pushy. All right. I will roll call you. I know people are running for governor. I know who's wanting to run for governor. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting it right here out on the deep dish. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Don't do something that you're going to regret. Mm-hmm. Look look where we are in the fifth. Look how they cut up the lines. And I will have to give this man a, a, a little bit of kudo. Not that much. I, I have to give it up for Congressman Mark Green. He okay. did say, y'all cutting up these lines is going to do us more harm than good in the long run. Okay. Let's keep it, let's keep it, keep it back. Let's, let's get back to the city in Nashville. All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. Uh, we were talking about this in inclusion and equity and, and for all, right? Yeah. Um. How do we make sure that Nashville like remains inclusive? It remains equitable, remains that it's city where a lot of people don't believe it's for them. You know, it's for a particular class, it's for a particular color, it's for a particular social economic bracket, right? Um as mayor, how do you keep it inclusive and equitable for everybody? And I'm even be more specific. Our marginalized groups, right? Our black folks. Uh we see what's happening in our LGBTQ community. Um, love your thoughts on that. Um, as far as how we just make sure this city is a safe, a brave space, um, a livable space for everybody to thrive. Um, and kind of combat like systemic racism and things like that. And the roots, um, that just underline the neglect, uh, that certain parts of our city has faced historically forever. Um, that's a lot to unpack. What's your thoughts on that, Ms. Brooks? <laughs> like, that's a lot to unpack, but like I wanted to make sure we 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 talk about that um, because I think it's just a it's a equity is a is a, I think it's just, it's a it's a buzzword, right? Um, that's being thrown around from uh, academia, corporate level organizations. Uh, but what does that really mean 
to you equity and then how can we make sure everybody has an equitable living um, here in Nashville? When I was running for Senate, I said these races are the most important that nobody really pays attention to. The judges, mm -hmm. the judge races. Mm -hmm. Equity. One of the first things I want to do as mayor, I really want to work with the judges that represent Davidson County. I have a mission to go through every single case. I don't care. Is this person getting the same sentence as this person? And sometimes it's a one-time offense. I'm going somewhere with it. I'm getting there. You will be surprised how equity and inclusion actually starts in the court. Right. Are blacks, minorities, low-income whites, mm -hmm. poor folks, mm -hmm. poor folks, are they getting fair in the court? Or I know of this group called NOAA. Mm -hmm. I know they fight for a lot of uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. A ticket, getting your license reinstated, 700 and you think, oh, well, it's just 700. The court thinks it's only $760. Judges, can you have a little bit of compassion and waive some of this? Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Equity and inclusion, being able to pay the rent, mm -hmm. as that hashtag, pay the rent, mm -hmm. some people can't pay it because of, of an offense. Right. A little bit of marijuana, right. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's where the mental health comes back in. We got to have more nonprofits to work within the court system to help us make sure that Nashville is a safe in its city. Believe it or not, the last time you've been to court, just go sit down there, listen to some of the, okay, come on, your honor. You could have, you could have thrown that because does he really look like he has $2,300, you know? Things like that that may not matter to you and me mm -hmm. that might just be, oh, it's just $2,300. That's $2,300 closer to the streets. Right. So the first thing I want to do is, one of the things I want to do is work with the judges and the, and the system. Mm -hmm. That's We use that word system. Mm -hmm. And I notice from just sitting in the courtrooms, mm -hmm. listening to conversations with the voters and in my community, they don't feel like they're getting a fair shot. Okay. So that's one of the things. We're going to make time for that. All right. Okay. And if they have, Your Honor, $2,300 to pay you and court fees and all of this, mm -hmm. then that might take away from what they, so as they say, take bread away from the table. All right. The LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Listen, live and let live. What you do in your bedroom has nothing to do with what's in my bedroom. I don't send a nickel to your box. You don't send a nickel to my box. And I did hear one politician say this, stay out of my bedroom. Mm. That's your business. Right. I have nothing to do with that. Right. They have a right, and this is where, see, going back to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. They have a right to their businesses. Right. And I don't like to use the word there. I like to say us. I like to really be, can we get to the... You, him, there, and I, I don't. I don't want to do that. I right. want to be very inclusive of that because when you start saying them over there mm -hmm. and you over here and me over here, that's not inclusive. 
what are your thoughts on just staying with the LGBTQ community about these trans bills as recently being passed uh, by the state, right? You know, um, the drag and those things, right? Those, these are big headline newses, right? Uh, I have a phrase <laughs> that people love to hear me, and they know it's coming. And so, I yeah, this. Yeah. And so what, what's, because, because many would say those laws are coming from a very ultra-conservative perspective in lawmakers, right, in our state. And you being conservative, we got we got to know what are your thoughts on these uh, these trans bills that you know are are, are harmful, hurtful, um, not allowing people to live there, be themselves out in public, and it's a slippery slope. Um, Seem like how the builders wrote uh, at this particular moment. And so, what are your thoughts on that, Miss Brooks? <laughs> I have a I know uh, former students, parents, they're waiting for it, so I'm about to give it to you. <laughs> Talk to the hand. The subject is just a grandstand. I won't show me the money. Stay out of people's lives. See, no, I'm, I'm very serious about that. When you hear topics like this, the drags, mm -hmm. you just don't want to talk about the Titan Stadium and how we're going to fund it. Mm -hmm. You're trying to just offset the conversation. Mm -hmm. Show me the money. Okay. Okay. And okay. that's why that's why I say I have nothing against anybody. Okay. Sometimes we, just like the John Lewis, uh, I need to touch that for a second. The John Lewis Street, mm -hmm. I sent word, drop the bill. Mm -hmm. Drop it. What for? Some things are just attention grabbers. I'm curious. What, <laughs> what, what pushback do you get from other conservatives? I'm just, I'm just curious. And, and that's a great question. Because when I was in Van Buren County, people were coming up to me. Ms. Brooks, send word back to Nashville. That's just a nut as a representative. That does not represent, the news does not represent what we think. Da, da, da. I said, but conservatives, this is who you voted for. This is who's representing you and speaking for you right. up there. So you can't, once again, I have to tell sometimes my conservative friends, talk to the hand, you voted for this person. Right. And what they're saying is really what's in their heart. So let me go back to the question because I don't want to make sure I evade no, the question. No, uh, the question of the drag mm -hmm. and the LGBT community, mm -hmm. uh, the bill, the trans bill that's on the floor, mm -hmm. all, in my personal opinion, stay out of people's business. Okay. If there's actual harm done, that's what you have the children of department services for. And there are real issues that, as mayor, we need to address that. We can't have people sleeping on the floor. Again, we got to work with the court system on that. Mm -hmm. Can't have kids sleeping on the floor. We got real issues. Right. And we're poking into people's bedrooms or their homes, uh, uh, the, the, the witch hunt mm -hmm. going on, instead of focusing on our taxes. Come back to the taxes. Come back right. to lowering the taxes. Come back to all roads lead to mental health. Mm -hmm. Come back to the gentrification. Come back to who has affordable rent that people can rent from. Mm -hmm. Let's come back to the issues. I know when these issues come up, to me, it's just uh, let's forget about this. Right. I'm going to bring you right back to it. Right. Um, you, should, you should love this next one we're going to get into, education. Yes. You know, um, as an educator yourself, um, what are, your, what are your thoughts on our current education system in, in, in Nashville? Um, 
and we have this public versus charter school um, debate that's also going on as well. Um, you know, I, the, our, our current mayoral administration just funded our school system the most in, you know, um, historical funding, uh, as they like to say. Uh, but we can always use more in education, always. Um, but, you know, if elected mayor, uh, we, how do you plan or do you have initiatives um, around our education? You know, they're banning books and, and things like this in other counties. Like, you know, um, can you unpack that for us a little bit? Absolutely. So I started my educational career in inner city school, Carver Middle School, uh, Orange County. It was probably the best job assignment I ever had. Uh, early 20s, 27,000 dollars a year, I thought I was rich. Mm. Only one white kid in the school. And I remember going into the classroom thinking, where are y'all's books that we take home? And they said, we don't take our own books. Wow. So I literally had to put homework questions up on the board, make them write them down, go to the lesson, Mm -hmm. And we would actually have to do homework in the class because right. I couldn't bring the books home. Mm -hmm. I believe as a constitutionalist, every parent has a right to educate their child how they see fit for their family. However, as a public, former public school teacher, I taught at Hillsborough High School. I taught physics and chemistry. I was at the state of the states address with Governor Lee and how by, I believe he said 2027, uh, I'm not quite sure if that's correct, I, I'm just trying to yeah. remember, that starting salary teachers, $50,000 a year, and I was just clapping. And I was just thinking to myself, not enough. Is that about 2027? No. <laughs> no. I'm just thinking. That was uh, a year, yeah. No, no. Yesterday. That yesterday. I'm thinking seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year for a teacher's salary should be. Teachers are the road, the path, the bridge to all success. I mean, I was looking at one of Tiger Woods's memoirs. He remembers his kindergarten, first grade teacher. If it wasn't for her, mm -hmm. seventy thousand, Governor Lee, maybe eighty, mm -hmm. is what the starting salary needs to be for a public school teacher. Charter schools. I'm having a conversation about this and I'm still researching what the issue I have with the charter schools and someone out there can correct me. I'm, I'm willing to have the conversation about it. I'm for charter schools. I'm not sure if I'm for how they're set up the board with the, the board. Yes, yes, board. yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not hold that Nashville. Give me about about two weeks because I'm still studying that. I don't want to say I'm against or for. Mm -hmm. Because remember, if you want to homeschool, I have a homeschool academy. I'm retired. But I'm hearing from teachers, mm -hmm. not the parents. I'm hearing from teachers that worked in charter schools. Their complaints to me was, Ms. Brooks, it really wasn't the charter school. It was the board makeup of how the board was made up, right? Yeah. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I am, I do my research, 
I want to see if you're going to take money from the system. Mm -hmm. I need to see the the evidence of the test scores. Okay. I, I'm not seeing that right now. What is your what is your thoughts on the third grade retention? Great question. Now, going to summer school, if they don't pass, let me back up. Let me back up. Let me let me be the educator just for a second. Yep. Teachers, if you're listening, it's a book. I'm not trying to be condescending. If you can get through at least a third of the book, kids should not be. Because one thing I study is I study curriculum. I read curriculum. If you can get through a third of the book, the kids are going to pass. I got a problem if you can't get through a third of the book. Okay, start with page one. Okay, I was at Carver. Check my record. Uh, we took the school from an F school to a C. Then I got promoted to another school, Gotha Middle School, and they made me over the Dean of Math and Science. We took that school from a C to an A. And basically what I told the teachers, start with page one, mm -hmm. get through a third of the book. Right. Okay. Now, as far as the retention, now, let's just get to the meat of this. Most of it is within the minority community or the Egyptian community that I've talked to last week mm -hmm. or the Indian community where the language barrier, you left that piece out, yeah. <clears throat> the language barrier. Mm -hmm. There's a language barrier. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to combat that? Great. I'm glad you asked that question. One, we don't have many licensed teachers that are Egyptians, Bhutanese, Indian, Latinos. Maybe we can start a program where we have teacher assistants, just like we have paraprofessionals, right? Like we have substitutes, right? right. You have a high school degree, right? right. Uh, I mean, high school diploma, right? Maybe we can get members of the community, oh, you speak Spanish? Why don't you come in and volunteer? Let's get this translation, get this language barrier right. going on. If we can get more money into that, you'll see our scores go up like that. Yeah. Um, and like you said, everything is it's the money, right? The funding and putting it in the front end and not having to worry about it on the back. Yeah. Right. And I think it'll, it'll be fascinating to me to see how we can be more creative around that. Because I think we all know, right? Like, we, we all know the issues, right? We right. all know who the issues are affecting the most as well. Right. Right. But we keep just doing the same thing, okay. right? So it's like, well, okay, if if this child's family is 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 facing homelessness, you know, well, they probably ain't going to have time to, to figure out how to read, right? Correct. Or if there's food insecurity in the area, well, maybe they're not getting the nutrition and that's why. You know, they have headaches or can't stay focused and all of these other things. Only a healthy right? child right. can learn. Exactly. Right. And that's why I remember when you go take your uh, T counts, ACTs, whatever they say, yeah. make sure you get your meal. Make, that's right. right. Make sure you, 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 you get some. Well, when I was in the classroom, we passed out the crackers and yeah. the orange juice. Right. And so as a, as an educator, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great to see a plan or a vision or initiatives put in place to address some of these Sometimes things. Sometimes you have to pay people of the community. Yeah. It's okay. Well, well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of people. I'm glad you brought that up because there, 
there are plenty of people that is always already doing the work. That's right. That are always doing the work, right? And I think that is one of the jobs of the mayor's office is to connect those dots, right? To identify people who are already doing it mm-hmm. and then leveraging them with the community and say, hey, okay, Ms. Brooks has this homeschool academy educator. Let's fund this a little more so she can grow the capacity in order to take care of this different size. Or let's go into this Egyptian, Kurdish, Latinx, all of these different communities, right? Um, Because students learn differently too, right? And so, yeah. I also want to add something right quick. When I was one of the models that I was on the ethics board of Orange County Public Schools, and one of the models that I want to bring to, and, and they may already have it, so I, I preface it and apologize if you do. We adopted that if a teacher never missed a day of school, they got a bonus. Okay. And you might think it was $250, but this was back in 19, <laughs> you know, right. 95, 97. I would like to propose to, as mayor, to the school board and add within the budget Teachers, because if you never miss, mm-hmm. you have more connection, really, with that with those kids, right. rather than getting a substitute, right. right? I'd like to see those teachers' bonus, and looking at the model of what we had back in, um, it was either 95, 96, or 97. Uh, it wasn't every, at the end of the year, it was at the quarter. Okay. So... I want to see teachers, public school teachers, get bonuses. You remember those words, bonuses? Yeah. Christmas bonus, Easter bonus. You need to write, got to buy your Easter right. hand. I'd like to see them get up to about in, any anywhere between eight hundred uh, and a thousand dollars. Okay. If they've never missed, they never had to call in for a substitute. Right. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I want I want to uh, keep it keep it in the city, and I want to talk about uh, transit. Um, you know, traffic is kind of, you know, crazy here in Nashville, <laughs> right? Me, me, you know, you know, somebody may be listening to this podcast in traffic right now, right? Um, it's hectic. Um, you know, we did have a proposed referendum that, that failed. Um, yeah. it was like the Mayor Barry Bradley administration is mm-hmm. right. that, right? Um, many believe we need a dedicated funding to transit. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I know many people would like to hear, would you be for a dedicated transit, um, budget, a dedicated budget for transit, um, a new referendum possibly, um, would, would that be something you support? What does that look like? What does that mean to you? One of the things that I love about, and I know we might get a little flack on this, but I just love the train. I love trains. That's just me. Okay. Uh, I would like to see maybe just to alleviate. Let me, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Let me go back to something. Hashtag pave the pots. Okay. Where's the money? Right. Get these potholes paved. If I see one more accident because, and this, this is how accidents are being caused. People are hitting the potholes. Sorry. And busting and then the accidents. Where's the money? So let's get back to transit. I'm sorry. If I think of something, no, I have to no, no. I have to figure right. out. We got time. We got okay, time. Okay, okay. We got time. If I think of something, I got because I we got time. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm right now, I believe I'm in for that uh, okay. because 
I'm like, I'm a type of person. I don't like to drive it. Right. Uh, I like to sit it. I like to sit, read a book. Uh, I actually, and first time in many years, and I must say this, I enjoyed the bus. I've been riding the bus around. They need bonuses too. <laughs> uh, I, I rode the bus around just to see the timing. Uh, am I going to be on time to my next stop? That kind of thing. Um, I do believe we need a budget for transit. I do believe, I know there's a rail that goes from Lebanon into uh, Nashville. The hours are kind of kind of iffy. Um, could be better. But we do need to do something about our traffic. I love Atlanta, but I don't want to be Atlanta. Okay. That's, that's, that's my answer. I don't like where your GPS says, oh, it's two miles away, but the time says 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Right. Uh, I lived in Orlando, you know, uh, Orange Blossom Trail. Uh, you can go five miles, take you 50 minutes. I don't want Nashville to become that. I would like a committee, like a board. I'd like to sit down before uh, Nashville mayor, if, if so selected. I'd like to draft a plan uh, so that people that don't like to drive like me, I don't, mm -hmm. um, can enjoy other ways of transportation on how to navigate right. Nashville. I don't want it to break Nashville. Right. But once again, I'm going to admit to something that I'm not good with. I'm not good with numbers or money. So I would surround myself with a team that is good with that. But for me personally, I'd like to see different ways to navigate uh, Nashville. Yeah, I think um, the, the idea about transit is, I think, me personally, I think that's the, the having some efficient other transit outside of your car is what's the last maybe step of making yeah, Nashville like a, a world-class city. World, and right. right now, and so I'm thinking about this. We've got soccer. We've got my love, beloved sounds. Uh, what I'm hearing in the hospitality industry, God, I hate to drive there. God, I don't want to. Miss Brooks, you're running for mayor. This is the last piece that can make Nashville like the capital I, the capital T, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation part. And so, you know what I told them? I said, the bus is really not that bad. I have, I've had people come back and say, Miss Brooks, it's not. It really, it's really not. Yeah, and, they, and I know, like, we go, and, like, that's, yeah. a, that's, what they, that's, what, that's also, like, funding, right? Right. They, they need more money so they can have dedicated lanes for buses. Yes. Um, I yes. know they can have, like, different other hubs so people don't have to come in yes. to downtown and go yes. back out. They can just, they can catch it to closer uh, parts of where they are. And so that's that's what America been there, right? That funding and being able to have it in the budget, right? Uh, like like then, when you go to uh, Europe, when, when I go to Europe, I like, oh, you can do this, 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 this. And guess what? As long as it's all a great experience, mm -hmm. that's what's going to make for our transit. Okay, cool. Um, because, you know, with, with terrorism and tourism and everything, yes. we, we, that, that, that transit is going to be needed, but we have so many different people coming from places that have efficient mm -hmm. or other ways of like 
transportating around the area without the car, but right. you know, if you grew up here like me or you from like, you know, you always had but that's when you could Or if you go come into Nashville, I met I came uh, came back from Saint Petersburg a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and what do you know? You get up to the terminal and there are no rental cars. What yeah. do you do? Exactly. Um I meant to hit on this earlier, but okay. it just popped up on my mind. Sure. I think this is I think this is uh, <laughs> this is important around policing, right? Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of car thefts, uh, or car breakings, I would say. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, guns. Ooh. Um, you know, we want like us in Texas. <laughs> you know, going back to Texas. You know, uh, us in Texas when it comes to uh, our know, guns. Our guns, right? We love our guns. As as our state, we we love our guns. Me personally, I'm a two A advocate. You know, I have my permit. You know, I'm a, I'm, res res I'm responsible gun user, right? But some people all um, believe that um, we're too laxed with our gun laws here in this state. Um, which you know anybody can have a gun you don't have to have a permit now you can have it in your car uh which are leading to you know the car break-ins and things like that people just popping in the glove apartment and trying to look for those guns um how do we how do we combat that right um what are your thoughts on that especially from a conservative point of view um some people are just wholeheartedly hey it need to be you know um stricter uh, regulations on to be able to to get a gun, to buy a gun. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know that's a that's, that's a state thing, right? But you know, as mayor, that your voice, your opinion, your perspective on that could leverage some weight of what they may or may not do at the state level. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, so as a conservative, <laughs> let's be responsible. Um, Lock your car, Miss Brooks. Get right to the point. Should there be charges against someone that has a gun in their car? But the right. mm -hmm. then it's stolen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Should there be charges? Okay. It goes back to the court system. Yeah, people like Miss Brooks is not thinking all the time. So I don't want to be punished for a one something that a, a mishap. Gun owners, be responsible. Lock your car. Uh, get licensed. If you don't want, and I understand from the state level, you don't have to get licensed. But it's something about getting licensed to carry that it teaches you to be responsible, not to be showy with it. I'm going to say that again, not to be showy with it. I see people walking around with their guns. They want people to see that they have a gun. We don't need to see all that. Okay? We need to be responsible with that. Um, as far as Nashville, the reason why I'm concerned about this is because we have a lot of tourism and I don't want people to get hurt. Uh, we've got crime and it goes back to, this is where we are. The taxes are too high. Um, there's, I, I told you up front that I'm, I'm a Christian, temptation. People are doing things that I believe would never even think about doing. They just can't afford the rent. Mm -hmm. Going back to the gun, mm -hmm. okay? They're not thinking about actually going through that class. They're not thinking about the conversation of actually being a responsible gun owner, mm -hmm. right? Lock your doors. It's just that simple. 
Well, Miss Brooks, I did lock my doors. I had somebody, I did lock my doors. Where'd you have it? What was in the glove compartment? Well, there are other places in the car. Did you have to leave it in the car? I believe that's why the law was passed. Why did you leave it in the car? What kind of gun do you have? That you're leaving it in the car. Okay, most people that are Second Amendment, like myself, they actually carry it with them. They don't leave it in their car. That's not smart. Okay, so let's let's be smart about some things first. Be responsible to you first, mm-hmm. your community second, and because this is now the what did you say the Las Vegas the ba- the ba- Vegas, Las Vegas, Vegas yeah. let's be responsible for our tourism. Okay, yeah, I, um, I, I'm glad that didn't slip me because I like because I when I was doing my research, <laughs> like, oh, that'd be that'd be interesting to hear a perspective on that. Um, uh, we're coming to the end, coming to the closing, oh. yeah. <laughs> But these are these are the, the 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 questions get tougher at the end. Okay. Um, and it's more um it's more of that physical responsibility community engagement piece of the of a of a man, right? Um, what is your experience with working with a with a budget, right? Uh, because as a mayor, that's one of the top jobs as a mayor, right? Is every year he's there's that budget. Who, who where, where, where is it going to education? Is it is it going to you know public safety? Is it going to transportation? Is it going to housing? All of those things. Uh, what's your ex- what's your experience? Uh, what's your thoughts on this that that process? And so people have some insight on that. Well, first, let's make sure I have a good Chase Lounge, <laughs> because I admit it at the beginning, numbers is not my thing. However, I own and operate. I'm retired now, uh, a small business, and that happens to deal with budgets that you don't want to do. And guess what that does? Because a lot of people want to know, Ms. Buffy, you talk about your homeschool business for a second. Well, it's actually a traveling homeschool business. So we travel all over the world. We are, we've been posting a lot of that on our YouTube channel, Natisha in the Mix. So you can kind of see what it is that the Brooks Academy does right. or what it did. I'm retired now. Um, budgets on <laughs> transportation, budgets on traveling, budgets on housing budgets on curriculum metro davidson county public schools i'll talk about that curriculum i believe we forgot to talk about this one subject banning of books we'll right. come back to that we'll back. yeah yeah okay yeah. uh all that i had to deal with within brooks academy so how does that relate to nashville i've sat on some boards that have to deal with budgets not budgets like nashville but what i'm committed to is making sure that we have the right people surrounding. I've got great people that love to deal with money. I already have a couple of, Ms. Brooks will work with you on that. I sit in budget meetings, um, my own church budget meetings. A lot of people say, oh, church, church budget meetings. If you haven't been to a church budget meeting, you need to go to one. Those can get kind of long, maybe two, three hours. Sound um, like church in general. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then nonprofits. Uh, I've sat on, uh, you know, sat in. I don't want to say sat on the boards, but I like to nonprofits that I support. Which let me go ahead and say that I support the Ronald McDonald House. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the veterans, of course. I donate religiously. Uh, to the school does to them. Um. But to make sure that I don't skirt the subject of budgets, have I been over a billion-dollar budget? 
No. Uh, multi-million dollar? I can technically say yes, because over 32 years, it has added up okay. to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, I just think this is always a good good question just to know, like, hey, like, you know. And just well, like and just like a mayor that's good, that uh, a candidate that might be good with money may not be an expert on education like me. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Um, but also, I think it's important to know, like, you know, like, taxpayers want to just know is if there's a person that's going to make sure that their tax dollars are going to be spent effectively. Right. And that's why I'm running. Okay, so I I believe I omitted that. That's why I'm running for mayor. I show me the money. Mm -hmm. Hashtag bang the pots. The pots are so big. Potholes are so big. You can put a five quart pot in the pothole and start cooking some gumbo. You know, if you light a fire. Seriously, I want to know. You took the taxes. I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I wasn't on no council. You took the taxes from this to this. The budget. Mm -hmm. The budget. We talk about the budget. Yes, that's why I'm running for mayor because I don't understand what happened with the money. Um, do you plan or have any plans on raising any fees or taxes or any of those types? The of same things? way you raise the taxes is the same way we are going to cut the taxes. We are going to make sure that people are able to live in the it city. Well, Ms. Brooks, what if the council doesn't want to cut the taxes? I'm glad you asked that question. Then I'm going to roll call them. When your election is coming up, I'll endorse the other candidate. Cut the taxes. Get okay. people. They We've got wealthy people. Let me say this because I'm got a, I, a mayor over there too. we got wealthy people that have mothers and grandmothers that live in these areas that their homes are paid for cash. Mm -hmm. And I talked with one at... Uh, uh, the place was Bell Mead Cigars. The guy, he lives in Franklin. And he says, I should not have to endure those fees that they went up. My grandma, my mother should not have to go through that, Miss Brooks. Mm -hmm. That wasn't right. So my idea is the same way we raise them, the same way we cut them, how do we build, and go back to that word budget, right. how do we build the budget? You don't turn down conventions. She on that convention. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, this this is a I think an insightful one too. I, I'm I'm looking forward to your response on is uh you know I'm a community organizer as well, right? Oh, okay. Um, yep. So uh, been in a lot of Chief Drake meetings, talking to him, Mayor Cooper, you know, over the years, whatever, right? Um, and I'm always interested in uh kind of the the way you engage with community. Right. How do you involve or play into a wild community in your decision making process? It's right. Uh, you talk about education. How can teachers be involved in that? When you talk about uh, equity or policy, how can some of these nonprofits and community organizers and advocates or thought leaders uh, be brought to the table when these things are going on? Right. Because I think that the, the mayor, the mayor's office is like a great place, a convener. Right. Yeah. To bring in a lot of different people that do that already do the great things yeah. that the mayor has identified that needs to happen. So what is your what is your process? What is your thoughts? Uh, and what is your plan to evolve community um, and your decision making skills? When you know, when you think about the region of Matthew. If you follow me on the Tisha Brooks Facebook, follow me on the Tisha dot Brooks Instagram. Letitia Brooks, 16 Twitter. I just turned 52, but I have the energy of a 16-year-old. 
Natisha and the Mix YouTube channel, you will see that I'm heavily involved in all of the ethnic communities here in Nashville. Church, religion, whatever religion, mm -hmm. um, you will see me, you see me there. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother, my, I'm sorry, my grandmother used to say, you can make your mouth fried chicken. I'm involved, I'm involved, I'm involved in the community. Show it, prove it. Uh, I'm not really a social media advocate, but I do understand the concept of people seeing you. You know, like that made me feel good. Somebody called me yesterday and said, oh, I didn't know the Ethiopians were Orthodox. Mm -hmm. No, I thought they were this. I thought they were that. Right. Um, I'm going to all of the communities. Okay. I have proof of my work. Okay. I have, I have proof of it. And not just religious organizations that invite me, Ms. Brooks, I'm this, I'm that. I would list them, but I don't know if they right. want me to list them. I understand right. that. Um, but you're willing to invest. Yes. You know, in, in, yes, in, please. In and I and I want to say this. Ninety five percent. I was given that total. Ninety five point four percent of the engagement of communities that you see us on social media. We were invited to. OK. And that makes me know that our message is being heard. Natisha. Our Miss Brooks, right. the message is being heard. What is what is your mission? Right. My mission is mental health. If I, that that's the only, all roads leads to mental health. Housing, police, mm -hmm. education. Only a healthy child can learn. Right. Mm -hmm. All roads lead to mental health. For me, what is your mission? As Nashville mayor, I want to be involved in your mission. Hey. If it's going to have a better healthy mental capacity right. for the it city right. i want to be there i'm going to be there um what makes you more qualified to hold this office compared to your other um other mayoral candidates that's also in the race if you follow my social media go all the way i mean you're gonna have to scroll along right it's gonna be a minute mm -hmm. you'll see that one thing, the proof is in the pudding. I'm willing, number one, to get out there into the communities, be a part of your chambers, not just one chamber, be a part of your chambers, be a part of your nonprofits, be a part of, you're gonna see, and you have seen it, if you're following me on social media, I'm in the public schools, I'm reading the children's books, I'm in the charter schools, I'm in the private schools, I'm in the home schools, I'm in the community meetings. It's right there on social media. What you see there is what you're going to get. So, so to be clear, you are the best candidate. I am the best candidate. And all roads lead to mental health. Um, is there anything else um, important that you want your voters or want the voters to know about the U.S. mayoral <laughs> When you invite me to your community meetings, make sure you have, it's Crisco, I use Crisco. Make sure you have some Crisco. We have, a, we have to have a little fun. Fun and laughter is a part of mental health. I make the best sweet potato biscuits this, south, this side of the Mississippi. I make fried chicken. Make sure you put that fried chicken in some salted water for about 30 minutes, loosen up that skin, and then we're gonna pan fry it in that cast iron skillet. Now, am I better than, uh, 
the hot fried chicken. <laughs> uh, I think I come close. I, I think I come close. But I support all. I'm a fried chicken lover. Um, what I do want you to know, I'm a business. I'm about business. Okay. Uh, I do want you to know that I know who I am. Mm -hmm. Nobody defines Natisha. And I don't want anybody. I say Natisha for Nashville. The two ends. Nobody defines Natisha, and nobody will define Nashville as a pit city. We will always be the it city. What's your vision for Nashville? My vision for Nashville is this, that once we are sworn in, that I have all of these rental properties and people calling me saying, Miss Brooks, I have the most affordable place the family of five can live. I have the most affordable place. My vision is when that Belmont College Fisk student doesn't have to live on a couch after they graduate. You're calling the mayor's office and saying, Mayor Brooks, put my place, put my place down as the place to live. I have the affordable housing. I see the vision. The vision for Nashville is I see that we're not only traveling by car or bus. Mm -hmm. We have folks like me that love to ride a bicycle, mm -hmm. that will bicycle into work. Mm -hmm. I see a vision for Nashville of children going to school with teachers happy, looking at their paychecks saying, wow, she did say $70,000. I see a vision for Nashville of mental health facilities and parents not having to look over their children or find out that there is not a bed for their child or their senior loved one to get the help that they need. We don't need people jumping off the Cumberland Bridge. I see a vision for Nashville of police officers too starting out at 70 and 80,000 and living within the community, given a tax break to live within the community of what they serve. I see a vision for Nashville of firefighters, EMT workers not making 16 and $18 an hour, that they don't have to drive 40 minutes to Montgomery County to live because they can't afford to live in Nashville. I see a vision of Nashville of church leaders coming together, no matter the political part, uh, affiliation, that you say we are here for everyone. Welcome home when you cross the line of Metro, County, Davidson, Nashville, home, not just of the Grand Ole Opry. I see a vision that we are better than the motto of Philadelphia, brotherly love. We are the it city, the home of brotherly and sisterly love. Yep. My name is Natisha. They call me our Miss Brooks, wanting to be your mayor, wanting you to be able to live, to afford the Titan ticket, to afford the sounds ticket, to afford our new the upcoming race car track, to afford to go downtown, Germantown and eat at Monell's, not having to count out quarters, to be able to afford this lovely snooze restaurant that I ate in Nashville, that you can walk downtown Nashville, that it is your city. Welcome home. Welcome to Nashville. Well, look, Ms. Brooks, I really appreciate it, too. Um, I always like to give the guests the last word, but this has been amazing. You unpacked a lot. Um, 
anything else you you want to hit on? Did we did we miss anything? Because this deep dish, and we we got time, and I want to make sure I give you all because this is gonna be all the time you got. No forms gonna be. You got a minute? Unpack, police. You got a minute? Unpack, affordable house. So yeah. so I want to make sure that. I, you know, I feel like I, I hit everything, but if it's... The last thing that I forgot to hit, but I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's all right. I grew up in East Texas, Upshur County, home of the sweet potatoes, Yamboree. <laughs> That's why I said sweet potato biscuits. One part I forgot to add to the vision. We have so many magnet schools. Mm-hmm. I'd like to work with Davidson Metro County Public Schools. Let's create a budget. Like to work with the dean over there at Tennessee State University. Shout out to the Ag Department of Tennessee State. Wonderful agriculture. Tennessee, the agriculture state, Mm -hmm. the business-friendly state. I would like to see people that would like to have gardens within the urban community start a business where we can come pick our own fruit and gardens eco-friendly within the we've got property for sale well that they, they goes into that food insecurity there right that tackles that right right and then i would like to have an i would a vision i'd like to have an agriculture magnet schools okay. there are black farmers right right i'd like to see uh, an ag okay. magnet school here in urban right. nashville davidson county Ms. Brooks, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I made it to deep dish. <laughs> oh, That's all that matters. This is important. This is important. Okay. Where can people find, support you, the campaign and yes. all those? That's important. So I Thank can... you. Natisha Ford, the number four. So my favorite number is two. So two and two. Four. Oh, Natisha Nashville.com. Or I know a lot of people don't want to hit that donate button because they don't like computers. P.O. Box 501, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37024. Thank you for your donations in advance. Your donations are actually being put to work, not just on a bunch of commercials. We're actually wanting to get the youth involved and get them into their civic duties. Okay. So thank you for this time. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I just... I mean, you have no idea how many people are happy, but we are happy we've made it to deep dish. Now you hear it. Um, people are going to really, you know, they gonna, I think they're going to appreciate this, your, your transparency, your candidness, and just you being you. So thank you. Uh, and you got to come back. I will. All right. Most definitely. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you.